Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of Navigating the Modern World. Um, Today we're going to talk about health and the insights of kind of looking at your health, like the insights and the beautiful kind of awakenings you can have. So I have been just trying to pay close attention to my relationship with sugar and particularly my cravings around sugar. So today um, I went on a hike and during the hike I just had some like really beautiful thoughts that came to my mind. And um, so when I was done hiking, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to share these insights with my two best girlfriends. So I call one of them. She doesn't answer. So I leave her this long voicemail. It's like over two minutes long. And then my other girlfriend, she lives in Brazil. And I just like sent her a voice memo. And I was kind of rambling and sharing all my thoughts. And by the way, I'll tell you one of the insight, the main insight that I shared with them. I'll tell you um, at the end of this podcast. But um, so I... I, you know, tell both of them and then I didn't hear back, which is totally fine, normal. Um, But I noticed that probably one minute later after I had shared, I started saying to myself like, oh man, when I get home, I'm going to eat some, I'm going to eat some chocolate chips with peanut butter. Like I'm going to eat some chocolate chips with peanut butter. And I was like, oh, interesting. There's sugar craving." right? Because my awareness is like really looking. So I've been looking for, you know, months now. And it's getting to the point where like when I'm having a craving, I can really label it. And so that's really cool. So I was like, okay, sugar cravings here. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, what does my sugar craving, like, what is it trying to tell me? What, what information is it trying to give me? Or um, another way to say it, it's like, what's underneath it? And I asked that and I was just quiet and it just said, well, that thing you just shared with your two friends, like it's so silly. It's so, um, you know, embarrassing almost. Like, why did you share it? It felt like I started, I just recognized how vulnerable I felt like, oh my gosh, like how silly that I just got so excited and shared that. And then I was like, oh, whoa. Okay. Interesting. And then I asked myself, okay, well, what's under that? Like, if if it's silly, if it's embarrassing, if they think it's silly and, and embarrassing, like, what's under that? And I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, well then, you know, somebody won't like me. Like, they won't like me. And they're my best friends and I want them to like me. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, so you want people to like you. Okay, what's underneath, like, what's underneath that? And I, it just came to me really, really quickly. It was like, oh, the fear that you'll be abandoned. And I just 
felt this intense wave kind of, you know, come over me around abandonment. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Really interesting. And then I was like, okay, well, what is this part of me? Like, what does she need? What do you need? What does this fear of abandonment need? And I just like listened. And the very first thing I did, I was actually driving. So I placed my hand on my leg and I just like squeezed my leg. And I just said, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. Like, you're okay. It's okay to be feeling these things. And it's okay that they're coming up. And I'm not going to abandon you. Like, you can feel, you can be with this. And the second I said that... I saw, it was almost this like flash vision of like, I saw that whenever I do choose to eat the chocolate chips, the second I eat the chocolate chips, I literally abandon how I was feeling, trying to feel better. So I abandon, you know, the, the hard feelings of abandonment. I actually abandon them and abandon what's occurring in my body trying to seek pleasure, trying to seek something better. So in the process of in the process of not wanting to be abandoned, I abandon myself. I abandon what's occurring in me now, saying like, no, you're not good enough. I don't want to feel you. I don't like the way you feel. And we move toward something more pleasurable. And, you know, there's nothing really wrong with this. Um, It's very animalistic. It's very reptilian. Like, this doesn't feel good. Let's move to what feels good, right? Like, very, it's kind of um, very basic and normal. And when I think about it, it is not giving me what I want, which is connection. It's giving me more separation from myself. So it's like, not like one's better or worse than the other. It's just what do you want to be experiencing more? And for me, you know, my goal is to just be more present and just really experience every moment as it is. And so when abandonment's here, I want to experience abandonment, the fear of abandonment. And when sugar cravings here, I want to experience that. And I want to really just experience it all as it's coming. And the really interesting thing is that the more I investigated, the more I investigated and the more I nurtured myself, the more I really didn't even need chocolate or wasn't even thinking about the craving anymore. I was really settling into like, how can I nurture this part of myself? And um, so... So I want to share that story because I was about to tell you what I my insight from the trail, but I'm going to save that for one more second. Um, so the inquiry that I want to offer to you guys is to really just notice that usually what's here, that there's so much packed into it. And especially if you're trying to watch things in your health and you have some habits like I do, like craving sugar or eating too much sugar or craving chips or nuts or whatever it is, that you can begin to kind of dive into it. And you can really do this with anything. Everything is kind of what I would say kind of um, compacted. It's kind of like, you know, 
when a can's been stepped on, it gets really small. But we all know that the can started to be, you know, like a different size. It was bigger when it started and then it changed into this. It's kind of like that's how every situation is. It's compressed because maybe that's all that we can handle intellectually or that's all that we can actually you know, process at any moment is like, oh, I'm just having a sugar craving, right? That seems simple. But then when we begin to unpack it, we begin to expand it, see the whole thing. There's a lot of nooks and crannies in there that create the whole experience. Um, and so, you know, giving yourself permission with anything that you might want to shift about yourself or change about yourself or anything that might feel, um, I don't know, just tough for you. Because my sugar, my sugar feels a little bit tough for me. Like I don't want to necessarily have that habit all the time. I don't really want to be running from hard feelings, you know? So if you have anything like that, I really just want to give you permission to one, just acknowledge when it's here, really like have your eye out to acknowledge, acknowledge it. So like craving is here and then asking yourself, okay, what's underneath it? What's underneath this? What am I believing right now? And then giving you the opportunity to keep going deeper and deeper. Okay, what's underneath that? What am I believing about that? Okay, what's underneath that? Until something really begins to just like open up your heart and expand your awareness and expand um, your experience. Expand your experience of both whatever you're working with and yourself. Really expand your experience of yourself. Um, So the insights that I had... Well, one, I had one about craving, which is, so the Buddha talks about how everything is either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And whether something is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, that, like in our experience of it being pleasant, or our experience of it being unpleasant, or our experience of it being neutral, we then react to the pleasant, the unpleasant, or the neutral. We, we react by the to the pleasant by, you know, chasing more, wanting it more, attachment, We um, react to unpleasant by aversion, pushing it away. We don't want to feel it. No, no, no. And then we um, react to neutral in kind of this ignorant way. Like we feel bored or we want to numb ourselves or um, we're just like flipping through Instagram. Okay. Boredom. Ignorance. And... I had this aha about craving that if I actually, when I feel craving and I ask, is this pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, I thought it was going to be that it's unpleasant. I thought that like, actually, when I'm experiencing a craving, that I'm experiencing something unpleasant. But the reality is, is when I check in, it's pleasant, which makes so much more sense of why we would, you know, want to leave something unpleasant and go into craving state going to craving because it feels good it's pleasant it's like you know that something will be satiated something will be sweet and delicious something will be you know crunchy and hard whatever you're craving like it actually is a pleasant sensation which makes us want more and more and more and more logically it makes sense but it was a it was an aha moment for me and then um the other thing that I really saw on my hike that I shared this is the thing that I felt silly for is that I was I was thinking about the question, what's the point? Which is a question I hear very, very, very often in my coaching. And it's a question I've asked myself, like, what is the point? Why, why are we here? What's going on? And so I was, I was pondering that question on this hike. And what I saw is that for there to be a point of any sort, if anything needs to have a point, then what actually um, is going on is that we're future thinking. 
Because for something to have a point, that means that we have to like get to the point. We have to get somewhere, right? So the question in and of itself, what's the point, um, elicits future thinking. So um, the second you ask the question, you're thinking about the future. You're no longer in the present moment. So that's insightful for me because, you know, it's just insightful. Like, oh, yeah, you're just future reaching. You're future grabbing for. You're wanting something in the future. You want to know the point. There has to be some point that you're going to arrive at for all of this to be worth it, right? So then I started thinking about that. And what I realized is um, that maybe, you know, this is just a maybe something to chew on. That maybe the point is to arrive here. If you're here, if you if you sit here just right now and maybe feel your feet and maybe really slow your breath down and really focus on the breath, notice what it feels like to inhale. Notice what it feels like to exhale. When you're doing that, you might notice something. Are you worried about if you have purpose? Are you worried about what's the point? No. You're experiencing life in this moment. You're experiencing the breath. That's the point, is to experience fully whatever is here. Which goes back to the point of abandonment. Like, how can I experience more fully whatever is here? Actually here. Not what I think should be here, but what's actually here. And in experiencing it fully, we don't need to be anywhere else. We're not thinking about what's the point. We're just here. So every time the question what the point you know, comes up, you can just know that you're future thinking. And that the point is just to experience whatever's here. So maybe you're experiencing abandonment. Okay, experience that. What does it feel like? Where is it in my body? What's underneath it? What's, you know, what's the juice of it? What's, what does it want to tell me? Like really feeling it, experiencing it. And then the next moment you'll realize, oh wait, I'm eating dinner. And then you'll go to experiencing that. Right? It's like the, maybe the point is just to be here. And then when you're here, um, the cool thing is, is that in the mundane, right, the, the noticing the thoughts or the noticing the emotion or the, the eating the, the food, the eating the vegetable or the cutting of the vegetable if you're preparing food or the driving or the staring at the flower, whatever it is, that when you're doing something, when you're doing the mundane, the mundane, if you're actually present with it, comes to life. And the mundane becomes miraculous, the mundane becomes, um, you know, feeling one in an awe of this flower or really tasting the food and being grateful that you have access to good food. And, um, or when you're talking to your friend, like really listening and experiencing that person, like in that, like maybe that's the point is just to experience life instead of thinking about what life should be. And then in doing that and in, in having this kind of euphoric experience and having everything kind of come to life in front of you, your heart kind of breaks open. And as your heart breaks open, it leads you toward the next moment, heart open, alive, feeling, living. And maybe, you know, living heart open and present 
maybe that's what we're here to do, you know? So there you go. (laughs) Um, Abandonment and being present. That's what I'm going to, I'm probably not going to label that this, but um, if you love this podcast, I am just loving making these podcasts so much. So if you love this podcast, please go over to iTunes and rate and review it. Um, And just thank you for being here. You're a gift. Until next time.